Welcome to the Protos podcast. Today's date is Friday the 4th of February and you're listening to a weekly roundup of the most important stories from the past week as reported by us. This week, a hyped up crypto island promising luxury living for only the richest of crypto bros has crashed and burned. Biden's administration is geared to introduce new regulatory frameworks against crypto. And despite a YouTuber's zero remorse for their $100,000 rug pull, the token is still pumping. But first... Firstly, to sunny Fiji, where Cryptoland's $12 million deal to buy its own island in the region has fallen through. The sellers have already moved on and the exotic South Pacific locale is back on the market. Earlier this year, masterminds Max Olivier and Helena Lopez announced plans to turn Nanu Ikake Island into a resort where crypto enthusiasts could, quote, enjoy a first-class crypto lifestyle. An expensive promotional video showed exclusively male rich kids indulging in opulent accommodations and objectifying women. What's more, the quality of the animation itself could only be really described as, well, just plain shitty. It's been interpreted by critics as a misogynistic portrayal of crypto-colonising real estate with no self-awareness. Cryptoland must have realised it was hitting untold levels of cringe and has since deleted any promotional material about the island that could be found online. But the internet's a devil and cash copies are still available. Criticism was justified when Cryptoland's social media manager responded to a buyer's query about the sexual age of consent on the island. Cryptoland had replied, quote, mental maturity should be more than enough, end quote, followed by a winky face emoji. It just gets better, doesn't it? The tweet was quickly removed and the team blamed the gaffe on someone who wasn't a native English speaker. Yeah, right. Rocky start, to say the least. As part of the crypto resort, Olivier and Lopez had hoped to sell land plots as NFTs, but they failed to attract enough buyers. Cryptoland was mapped to include affinity attractions such as, quote, Cryptoland Bay, Crypto Beach, House of Dow and Vladimir Club. Another one was Blockchain Hills. This attraction was to boast 60 separate multi-million dollar plots of land with corresponding NFTs representing ownership of each one. The Guardian noted that Nanuikake has a total of one hill on the island. Regardless, they lured at least one buyer into the island, Carl Chass. A crypto entrepreneur said he bought one of the Blockchain Hills plots. The now-revised Nanuikake listing advertises Freehold Island of 550 acres, five beaches and a villa. It includes stables and paddocks for livestock like horses and sheep. And Nanuikake's price is now negotiable since Cryptoland's $12 million island deal fell through. In any case, Cryptoland joins the litany of fucking ridiculous crypto-themed fundraising endeavours that have gone down the tubes before they've even got going. Next up, and the Biden administration has labelled the crypto industry a matter of national security. A source familiar with the matter told the publisher Barron that Biden's White House is now preparing an executive order to regulate the crypto space. The space includes NFTs and stablecoins and could be released as early as this month. If it's announced, the idea will enact a coordinated plan with federal agencies to regulate digital assets. U.S. agencies currently lack consensus on an appropriate regulatory framework with the Securities and Exchange Commission, Commodities Futures and Trading Commission and various Treasury bureaus dueling for oversight. 
the State and Treasury Departments, National Economic, White House, National Security and Economic Advisor Councils have all been studying up on the crypto ecosystem. Biden's cabinet will reportedly direct these agencies to propose regulatory frameworks within six months, with Congress invited to weigh in. But some members of Biden's own party have criticised his plan. Congressional candidate Arika Rhodes said Biden's proposed executive order shows, quote, exactly why we need new voices in Congress and advocates on the Financial Services Committee. In some countries where inflation is exceptionally high, like Turkey, Nigeria, Argentina and Venezuela, capital has fled into Bitcoin and stablecoins. Capital flight, where assets and money rapidly exit a country, is already a matter of national security for many nations. Unsurprisingly, leaders in the above four countries have repeatedly attempted to ban fiat to crypto services. Other countries, such as Russia, are also working on regulatory frameworks for crypto. Russia's central bank urged a ban of crypto activities like mining and trading, but Vladimir Putin himself personally overruled that ban on mining. In more stable economies like the US, where core inflation is around 7%, crypto is used for more speculative purposes rather than to preserve purchasing power. Biden has expressed interest in working together with other countries to create a unified regulatory framework. His administration seems to be rather concerned about the potential of some digital currencies to challenge the US dollar's reserve currency status. Seven years ago, when Janet Yellen ran the Federal Reserve, she admitted her agency simply couldn't regulate Bitcoin. Now she runs the Treasury. China, the world's second largest economy, intends to launch its central bank digital currency during February's Winter Olympics in Beijing. As for a US-issued CBDC, the Federal Reserve has published detailed studies and continues active research in the matter. But in the meantime, the Treasury has urged Congress to regulate privately issued stablecoins like Tether and Circle. But when Biden signs this supposedly upcoming executive order, the president will formally elevate the crypto industry to a matter of national security for the first time in US history. And finally, crypto influencer Ice Poseidon has told audiences that he's out for himself when it comes to handing back $500 worth of scammed crypto. Poseidon, real name Paul Danino, managed to leverage YouTube, Telegram and Discord accounts to try and convince his 740,000 followers to sink money into a crypto token he created last July. The coin, known as CX Coin, was advertised on its website as, quote, a community-based and community-driven token, guaranteeing complete transparency through every milestone of the project. It marketed itself with crypto buzzwords, describing itself as deflationary and a buyback-orientated DeFi token. The project pledged to use the fees generated to buy the token on exchanges, thereby propping up its price. Quoting them, our responsibility is to create a fast, secure and easy way for streamers to receive crypto donations for their viewers. Whether you want to donate CX coin, BNB or any other cryptocurrency, we are here to help you. Ice Poseidon runs a gaming-focused YouTube channel with over 740,000 subscribers. The popularity of his YouTube and Twitch channels peaked in 2017 when he mostly engaged in what he called live streaming. According to Rolling Stone, Ice Poseidon is expected to earn an annual income in the low six figures from ads, viewer donations and sponsorship from gaming organisations like Team NRG. 
But despite assuring investors the token was a long-term project and that the funds were locked up and protected from rug pulls, he instead extracted more than a half a million dollars from the supply. As reported by YouTube investigator CoffeeZilla, Danino managed to take the funds from pre-sale and marketing wallets as well as the token's liquidity pool. The influencer said he'd return a small fraction of the money to begin with, but when the YouTube investigator publicly confronted Danino about the rug pull last week, he said he would look out for himself and not do that. Danino curiously bought a Tesla not long after launching CX Coin, and just to add, more than $800,000 worth of the token was traded on the first day. When formally informed that CoffeeZilla would publish a video detailing his scam, he backed down and said he'd return $155,000, but as of recently, he'd only returned $40,000 worth of tokens to the liquidity pool. On launch, CX Coin crashed up to 65%, but the token recently pumped nearly 300%, despite Ice Poseidon admitting he'd keep the cash. It goes as follows. Danino siphoned $200,000 worth of CX Coin from one of the token's pre-sale wallets. He later took $250,000 from the marketing wallet and admitted taking another $290,000 from his community's liquidity pool when he abandoned the project. In total, he worked on CX Coin for two weeks with constant promises about its long-term viability, then conveniently claimed that the project had suddenly died of its own accord. Attempts to view Ice Poseidon's official website now return a 404 error standard for a rug pull. He's also been deleting posts about CX Coin from his social media channels. CoffeeZilla recommended that victims of the CX Coin scam file a report with the FBI's Federal Crime Complaint Center and stress complaints should include the suspect's real name. Victims can also file a whistleblower report with the SEC and a fraud complaint with the FTC. If victims file enough complaints, regulators might find the case easy to prosecute. After all, Ice Poseidon has more or less admitted to stealing money from his fans, no doubt making the case straightforward. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast, but we realise there's only so much we can cover in just one episode. So if you want more of the stories that matter, then check out protos.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Protos podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other major provider for more weekly roundups. We'll be back next week. See you then.